And the, the key thing really is that people want your emails. Um, so they, they actively, um, yeah. if you ever land in spam, they will immediately click, this is not spam, uh, yeah. put it in the main inbox. Hey there, and welcome to a brand new episode of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hossman, and joining me today is a brand new rock star. I'm so excited to dive into the topics today. He's the founder and CEO at Tooltester. It's one of the fastest growing companies in Europe for two years in a row, and now he helps small businesses grow. Robert Brandel, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here, Kirby. Yeah, and I'm, I'm excited to jump into some of the topics today. So, you know, obviously, uh, being in your space, you work in CEO or SEO and branding and marketing and all that sort of thing. So um, I want to start there. I've seen you talk about branding and, you know, I, I know you talk about SEO. So as a marketing guy, I believe in branding and I agree that it's important. But how can branding enhance your SEO? So the thing is, in the past, branding was usually an afterthought for SEO people because you, you didn't really need the fancy design to rank pages because if you, if you only had the right content, you could rank really ugly pages. But that yeah. is slowly changing now. So you, mm. you have to pay much more attention to your branding. And uh, I, I, I generally look at three things. Um, that One thing is design. So once you... Once your visitor comes to your website, they need to, to have a, a good feeling about your website. They, they need to feel at home and uh, it just uh, needs to feel right. And you, you won't achieve that with bad design. The next one is uh, personality. I think you did a whole episode on, <laughs> on personality yeah. uh, rega with, rega with regards to branding. Just the tone of voice needs to be right mm -hmm. and um, the... When you come to the website, you, you see things like photos of real people, um, the office that you, you can, you see it's a real company that makes yeah. such a big difference uh, these days uh, with Google preferring big brands uh, like Forbes. We've heard of that, that Forbes is now outranking everything. Mm -hmm. And um, you, you just need to be, yeah, the people need to have a connection to you. They, if they have, heard of your brand before, they are much more likely to click when they see you in the SERPs, when they Google something and they see your company name, they are much more likely to click it. And of course, um, what works for Forbes uh, or CNET or whatever is, is probably not going to work for you in the exact manner. That, that brings me to the third point, which is positioning. You need to be really laser focused on, on a topic unless you are really big like Forbes, then you can cover everything and rank for everything. But if you are a smaller company with, with a domain that is not as strong, you need to position yourself correctly. So what we do, for example, at email tool test is that we, we talk only about email marketing. Mm. You land on our website and if you have a, a specific email marketing question, you will feel at home and you will, you will see that we live and breathe email marketing. And that's what, what I'm trying uh, with regards to positioning. Mm. 
That's, I love that. That's great advice. It's funny. It reminds me to like some of the advice that you get on email marketing sometimes, because it's like, what's one of the reasons that people, you know, open your emails, it's who it's from, right? It's that, you know, that authority, exactly. that positioning. And so I think that that's great advice, Robert. And, and it leads me nicely into my next question because, you know, I'm a big believer in doing email marketing correctly and kind of creating an owned list, right? Something that you is your list. But, you know, when you're doing that, you want a bigger list, right? You want to you be able to reach out to more people. So I, I've seen you talk about how to 10x your email marketing list. Can you talk about how you help people do that? So um, what people usually do is they, they just stick the registration form in the website footer and, yeah. and hope that people are going to sign up. Of course, it's a start and you're going to reach the, the most engaged fans of your of your brand of your mm -hmm. website they will register no problem but to really get a high amount of people to come to your website and register you need to offer them something of value and a classic way is also to offer a lead magnet as they call it which can be an ebook a, a checklist a, a cheat sheet something like that um, and I guess that that's still the advice is still true. But mm. the thing that has changed a little bit is um, that in the past, people tried to build something really comprehensive, like the 20 page ebook, mm. um, mm -hmm. which takes a ton of work to produce. And uh, the problem is, if people don't download it, then you've already invested all that work. So what what generally these days works better is is something smaller, like the checklist or a cheat sheet or, or a spreadsheet templates, uh, these, these types of things that are easier to produce and also, most importantly, easier to consume. Mm -hmm. Because when people sign up on your, on your website for your lead magnet, um, they, it will be a bit like homework to, to go through the lead magnet. And if you have... The, a 20 page ebook to read, then mm. many people will never complete that. And when you're, I mean, the goal is always to, to send follow up emails after they download the, the lead magnet. And people will always feel a bit like, ah, I haven't done my homework, and, and they will be less <laughs> likely to engage with the emails mm. that are following. So, from that perspective, I think it's, it's better to invest little less work uh, into hmm. your lead magnet see if people are engaging with it see if they are downloading it and um, if they do you can always improve it and um, and then yeah build on that hmm. that is super interesting I, that's something that is is counterintuitive to what i've done robert but it's got me thinking because i think sometimes i i want to make sure that i provide value you know i want to like if they're going to download it i want them to feel like they got something but your point is is exactly. a good one. It's like if they haven't finished it, maybe they feel guilty or whatever. <laughs> and so that's that's a really interesting point. I like that a lot. Um, yeah. Another. Um, go ahead. In terms of ten um, xing your your subscriber list, um, one thing that also worked really well for us is quizzes, and hmm. I don't see that a lot on the web, um, even though it works really well. Um, you can do all. All kinds of quizzes. Uh, you can use it for for fun, uh, like a personality quiz. Um, and what we typically use it for is, um, like, uh, if you're looking for a, a newsletter software, for example, we have a, a quiz that asks five, six questions, and you answer them, and then we give you a personalized recommendation, which. Hmm. 
to many people has much more value than, than just another article highlighting the top 10 newsletter services because it gives you a personalized recommendation and um, you can also prompt them to enter their email address. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, I would recommend to make that optional because it can be pretty annoying if, if you only get the result if you enter your email address. Um, but you can, you can encourage them to do it by offering, I don't know, a, a discount code or something of value that they will then get sent to their email address. But that, that is something we used to the quizzes to, to collect 10,000s of email addresses. So that is really powerful. Hmm, I like that. That's, I, I hadn't thought about that either. You got me, you got me thinking, Robert, I like it. Um, so once you get the list, what are some mistakes do you see organizations making with email marketing, right? What, what are some things you see people doing wrong and how can we avoid them? I think the, the most classic mistake is sending too many emails to too many people. Um, mm. So every time you have a newsletter or something, they, they just blast it out to the entire database, which usually is not a good idea because you usually have some clue about what they are interested in. Um, whether they are male, female, whether they, well, usually the email software, the, the more advanced newsletter tools, they let you track the website browsing behavior. And mm. based on that already, you can, you can see what people are interested in. And for that reason, you shouldn't always send everything to everyone. Um, because I mean, in the past, it wasn't that much of a problem because you could still deliver, get your emails delivered, but increasingly this is getting a problem that um, if Gmail, Yahoo Mail, Hotmail, if they see that your emails are being ignored and there's no interaction with them, mm -hmm. then they will move them slowly to the spam folders. And the problem is you won't even realize because your, your newsletter software they, they just tell you what has been sent and whether there were any bounces. And uh, mm. they, they don't tell you whether the email ended up in the spam folder. That's uh, something you, you don't see in your newsletter tool. Yeah. So I, I would recommend to at least um, from our tests, we always see that Outlook, Hotmail, these are the most problematic services. The, these are the two Microsoft services. So get yourself at least a an Outlook account and, and monitor that. Check mm -hmm. if your emails are being delivered because if they are landing in spam, uh, Microsoft services are so important that if, if these are being filtered, then a huge part of your audience is not going to see uh, your newsletter at all. Wow, yeah, and you that's that's really good um, because again, if, they, if people don't see it, then they, they you know, you're getting no value from it. So that's a great point. It, are there, it, it actually leads wonderfully to my final question. And this has been, this has been great, Robert is, is about that deliverability question, right? If you're, if you're sending emails on a regular basis, you know, we need them to get through. That's the whole point of the exercise, right? And, you know, um, obviously for a sales purpose, but sometimes you're doing it to build your brand. Um, so how do we solve that? How do we solve making sure, and I know you touched on it a little bit there, but how can we solve the mystery of email de deliverability? It is a bit of a mystery. <laughs> we, we, we see that in our tests all the time. Um, it, 
the the chosen newsletter software has a big impact because mm -hmm. there are some that that are really good at um, deliverability. We always see MailerLite, for example, and Active Campaign. Um, they are, they are really good at delivering your emails. You can get your emails also delivered with other newsletter tools, um, but you you may have to invest a little more work. Like you have to be better at list hygiene removing inactive subscribers, mm -hmm. doing more segmentation. And, and the, the key thing really is that people want your emails. Um, so they, they actively, um, yeah. if you ever land in spam, they will immediately click, this is not spam, uh, yeah. put it in the main inbox. That's a, a, the, the most powerful indicator for Gmail and for Outlook. There is, uh, if people are actively flagging uh, your emails are safe that is uh, the best thing you can do and i mean the, the usual things apply that your, your subject line can't be spammy or your content shouldn't be spammy um, that i mean that that is uh, general knowledge um, but yeah uh, what we always see is that the newsletter service makes quite a big difference mm. and um, i would also yeah just recommend to 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 track your deliverability. You can use a tool like Glock Apps, which is a paid tool. It's not cheap, um, but there's a free trial, so you could use something like that. At the very least, as I said, get yourself an Outlook account where you send your emails uh, always uh, to it and, and check if they land in the main inbox. And um, there's another free tool. Uh, it's called mail-tester.com, which is, is a free and simple testing service. You can send a newsletter to that email address and they will analyze if there are any, any big mistakes uh, in, in your newsletter or your, wow. your tech setup around it. That's great, man. Uh, Robert, this has been really, really valuable. Um, where can people find out a little bit more information about you or Tooltester? Um, they can either go to tooltester.com or email tooltester.com for email marketing specifically. Um, and uh, whoever wants to con connect with me can find me on LinkedIn or on, on Twitter or X um, where I'm active. <laughs> Whatever it's called today, right, Robert? <laughs> Whatever it's called, yeah. Yeah. Well, Robert, thank you so much. This was really, really uh, beneficial, and uh, we'll have to do it again sometime, okay? It was a lot of fun. Thank you, Kirby. You bet. Bye. Well, that, yep, that's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time. Delivering Marketing Joy.